Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Live from my own bedroom. Which is a dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of my own bedroom. Uh, today, the Armstrong and Getty Show is under the tutelage of our general manager. Vaccine mandates. We're still broadcasting from our own homes because uh, we got exposed to COVID on sometime last week. And still don't exactly know how long we're supposed to do this or what. But that's what yeah, we're doing. So. I, re- I remember when Sean was the producer. Wasn't nobody getting exposed to COVID. Those were good times. <laughs> you think that has something to do with Alex or Sean being gone or something? I'm just saying, things ran a little better back then. They were less diseasy. I'm just saying. Less quarantining the hosts. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So how y'all doing? We got news for you. Crank her up, Michael. This is an information party. Whoa! Here we go. They evacuated 11,000 people yesterday, which is a lot of people in one day. 48,000 since this uh, CF started, Charlie Foxtrot started. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are still tens of thousands to go, and the Taliban is demanding we leave a week from today. The president is either going to accept those demands from one of the worst groups of people that have ever lived... Uh, or push back, and um, he's expected to make that announcement at some point today. The CIA, the head of the CIA is there talking to the head of the Taliban. Because that's right. the situation we're in. We have to send somebody of that high level to talk with scumbags like that because they have all the hand. So what percentage, do we have any idea what percentage of the people who have been airlifted out are Americans and what percentage are our direct allies? What percentage are Afghans who just don't want to live under an oppressive, horrific regime? Uh, we need to know that because there is a uh, there's a priority scale here. Let's be honest. Yeah, I have not uh, seen those numbers. I, I don't know if they have any way of knowing that um, if they're keeping track. At that well, level, as it is a Charlie Foxtrot, it's a little more difficult to gather statistics. I did see a report um, this morning on what it's like once you get to the airport. You basically are in that mass of humanity, that dangerous mass of humanity where uh, the Taliban's whipping people with fan belts and it's hot and dry and people are being crushed to death. Seven people were crushed to death over the weekend, including a child. Um And what you do is you just scream and yell and wave paperwork and hope that a British or American soldier happens to see you and thinks you look legit enough to try to get you to the front of the line to look at your paperwork. It's just a, can you get somebody's attention? Right. Well, and the the rosiest scenario, the A-plus outcome is that you get into that horrific crowd, you survive it, you take a couple of punches in the face from the Taliban, and then you wait for hours and hours in the sun. You finally do get one of the soldiers' attention. They say, come on in. Then you wait more hours and hours in the sun on the tarmac in the biggest line you've ever seen outside of Disneyland, perhaps, or Disney World, and uh, and, and just wait for the next opening uh, on a plane. So people who understand what's going on um, more than I do are saying that with 6,000 troops there, if we were going to meet the deadline of a week from today, 
that the scumbags have imposed upon the greatest power on earth because they have all the leverage. Um, we would have to start here about halfway through the week because it will take three, four days to get the 6,000 troops out and their stuff. So that shows you just that the deadline is an, is an, is a non-starter, but it, it, Taliban said yesterday it's a red line. Um, for them, so I don't know what we're offering them or threatening them. I have a feeling it will be sickening to every American when the story finally comes out. It'll be kept secret for 25 years. It'll be one of those kind of secrets. But the number of billions of dollars that we may be giving them of taxpayer money so they'll let us get our stuff out is probably uh, going to be stomach-churning. Absolutely, yeah. The red line is a bargaining position, uh, almost surely, because there's, there's got to be a solution found. Well, yeah, and what do they want? They want us out, and they want money and stuff. So they're in a great position for it. You make you know, a red getting, line that you know that they can't meet, and you demand a whole bunch of stuff, and then we give it to you because we got no choice. Yeah, they're in a good position. It's going to be incredibly galling. On the topic of getting our stuff out, we shared these numbers with you late in the show yesterday, but they're worth repeating. This is just a small sample of uh, the hardware, the military hardware you bought with your tax dollars that is now arming the Taliban. 75,000 war vehicles, including light and medium technical vehicles, Humvees, mine-resistant, ambush-protected vehicles. Those are the MRAPs, armored personnel carriers. Now, the uh, nearly 1,000 mine-resistant vehicles. Yeah. That's incredible, yeah. 75000 Those 1,000 uh, MRAPs cost up to $667,000 each. Each. Because they got the undercoating. That's right. Uh, 208 airplanes and helicopters, which they probably won't be able to fly for long. Maybe we can buy them back. Uh, Blackhawk helicopters uh, were captured, each costing uh, $21 million each. That's beautiful. And then uh, 600,000 rifles, machine guns, shotguns, and howitzers. Uh, 25,000 grenade launchers, 2,500 howitzers, the modern day cannon, 25,000 grenade launchers. Those will absolutely, without question, kill Americans um, and or our allies in, in the years to come. It's just, it's, it's galling. It's horrific. It's a disaster. So um, Biden mentioned this in the speech the other day. We just got a text. Holy crap, I thought you guys missed a classic Biden flub from the other day when he said the U.S. had spent $150 million per day every day for 20 years. But when you do the math, that's what a trillion dollars is. So just that, uh, you know, the, the, the Afghanistan debacle aside, since we're spending trillions, of, we have an update on the $3.5 trillion infrastructure package. But just to get wrap your head around what a trillion dollars is, yeah, you spend $150 million a day for 20 years to get to a trillion. That's a lot of money. Great. Googly moogly. It's incomprehensible. Yeah, no, it is incomprehensible. Uh, we need to start the show, even though we're broadcasting from our bedroom. Now, I'm getting dressed, even though I'm at home. You're wearing clothes? Yeah, I see clothed. a shirt. Of course I am. Well, there's, no, there's, there's nothing. There are, no, oh. there are no factors making me get dressed when I'm The, the chair like I'm sitting in, it's, it's, it's a leather chair. To be sitting on it nude would be terribly uncomfortable. And uh, would, like, that would change sitting on it in the future, if you know what I mean. Like that Congress chick. Gross-wise, yes. Who was sitting on the chair naked, brushing the hair of her staffer. Cost her her job. I think, because she was sitting naked on a hotel chair. Um, uh, What was I saying? Oh, I'm clothed. And uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this, it is uh, Tuesday, August the 24th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program.
All right, let's begin the show officially now according to FCC rules and regs at Mark. President Biden today welcomed players from the 2020 WNBA champions Seattle Storm to the White House, but unfortunately, they didn't have any ideas about Afghanistan. Well, thought I'd ask. Thanks for coming in. Oof. I, uh, I thought that was weird. I mean, I realized they probably had that scheduled for a long time and everything like that, but uh, just thought that was weird. The president has been AWOL. Foreign leaders haven't been able to get a hold of him. Barely at the White House ever. Meets with the WNBA champions yesterday. Okay. I mean, you got to keep on keeping on, but that's why I mean, that job would age you and be senile. so weird. It's the only <laughs> thing he's up for. It's the only thing he's capable of. He's become like a ceremonial president. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's a heck of a thing to say. Like in a parliamentary system where it's really the prime minister who has all the power. The president just shows up at ribbon cuttings and funerals and that sort of thing. Evidently, old Joe is in that situation. I saw a handful of congressmen just openly saying he has dementia yesterday. Yeah, I know. I saw that, too. That's, uh, but, you know, we live in a different world where that sort of thing gets said. Um, if, if, if any, if a congressperson had said that when Barack Obama was president or George Bush was president or Bill Clinton was president, the world would have stopped. Right. A sitting U.S. congressman said the president has dementia. Oh my God, let's take a look at that. Now, unless you watched Fox, you didn't even know it happened. Right. And I remember when Nancy, uh, diagnosed Trump with one or two different disorders. So yeah, right. That's just the sort of thing that's said these days. Here's my favorite headline of the day. We'll get two more. Maybe we can fit that in later this hour. Eating a hot dog takes 35 minutes off your life. That's my favorite story of the day. <laughs> Mind your own business. <laughs> and it's got other foods that, and how, how many minutes they take off your life for eating them. Or there are some foods that add minutes to your life. Oh, fabulous. Kale. I'll bet kale's on the list. Well, it's none of the yummy ones. I'll tell you that. How could a hot dog take thirty-five minutes off your life? Didn't it wasn't the old thing with smoking that each cigarette takes seven minutes? So you're telling me this is like smoking five cigarettes, eating a hot dog? That can't be. A hot dog can't be as bad as five cigarettes, can it? Well, in a life worth living, includes a certain number of hot dogs. So uh, I will hot, chow away. A hot dog and then a cigarette to relax afterwards. That's Please. a good meal right there. Wash it down hot with cup whiskey. Of coffee. <laughs> How does mailbag look? We need to move on. It's good. It includes an important correction, as uh, accuracy is our hallmark. Is it? Uh, Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Much on the way. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Well, it started out. So the latest on uh, the Afghanistan situation and uh, the president is going to announce today that sources say whether or not we're accepting the Taliban's deadline or going to fight back against it or whatever. So that's kind of interesting. And um, you say there's a hilarious something coming up. I heard you guys well, talking about it. 
Yeah, I was just going to unleash it on the folks, but yeah, the inevitable remix. If there's something that comes to the public attention, goes viral, somebody will take out their guitar and drums and, and or, or a MIDI setup or whatever and do a musical remix of it. We've got a good one coming up. You'll enjoy it, guaranteed. And as predicted, as soon as the drugs were approved, mandates came down. We can tell you which ones are in what places in the country. Yeah, and I've decided I'm anti-mandate. I may change my okay. mind tomorrow, but I'm definitely anti-today. So All right. count on that. Here's your freedom, love, and quote of the day. This is Robert Gates combined with Winston Churchill. It's worth remembering. This is another one we ought to jot down on a post-it note and put on the national refrigerator. The unpredictability of war, that once the first shots are fired or first bombs fall, as Churchill said, the political leader loses control. Events are in the saddle. It seems that every war has begun with the assumption it will be short. In nearly every instance, going far back into history, that assumption has been wrong. Yep, I was Iraq and Afghanistan, among other conflicts. Well, practically every conflict in human history. I was rereading Ike's Bluff, which is a great uh, book about Eisenhower in the early 50s and that sort of stuff. But Eisenhower was hardcore. We do not get into any sort of military confrontation of any kind unless we're going full on. It's a war. Clear idea of what's a win and what's a loss, he said, because things spiral out of control so fast. And he held to that. Well, what was it uh, William Sherman said? I have that quote around here somewhere, but he said, War is cruel, and the crueler, the better, because the crueler it is, the sooner it ends. Mm. Uh, All-out warfare. Anyway, mailbag. (laughs) I've got to admit, I stole that line about things were great when Sean was around. We didn't get exposed to diseases from JT and Livermore. Thank you, JT, my (laughs) behind-the-scenes joke writer. That's funny. <laughs> that's really that's really good. Eric writes, uh, yeah, Karl Marx was a loser, as we were discussing yesterday. The reason Marxism is caught on is because the world is full of losers. If you're preaching the glory of Marxism, it's either because you're a loser or you're getting rich taking advantage of the losers. There thank are you. a lot no, of losers. You. I know a lot of people don't think that's a cool thing to say or to teach your kids, but I teach my kids that all the time. The world is full of losers. Here's what you want to do to yeah. Here's what you want to do to not be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Michael, I need you to cut the music briefly. Uh, Jason, the Californian, uh, talking about the ballot controversy we discussed very early uh, or very briefly in the show yesterday. There's a hole in the envelope where your vote will go. (laughs) Somebody's rigging elections. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. Once was somebody's making money. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was somebody's making money. There's a hole oh, in the yes. sky. All right. In the sky. All, right. <laughs> all right, Granny. <laughs> Wasn't she dressed like a tree? Uh, I can't remember. She may have somebody may so. have. Yeah, she may she have had, had a guy leaves. dressed like a tree with her or something. Yeah. Yeah, wearing awesome. a leaf hat. Uh, so I'm walking the dog in the open hills in Danville, California today, writes Tom. Couple Is that coming what you the opposite direction. Yeah, I was we're walking least, the dog this morning. He was walking the freaking dog. Don't get in the way here. We're at least 30 yards apart. This woman sees me and frantically grabs for a mask. Well, the wind is blowing, a strong wind. Unreal, the level of paranoia and willingness to go along with mask mandates, no matter where you are or the circumstances. You can guess the rest of my comments. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, well, that's that's. I, I don't think that's a mandate thing as much as it's a disease thing. It's people, you know, we played the Bill Maher clip last week. Hey, Democrats, how come 70% of your side 
believes that what 50% of people die from COVID or whatever the crazy numbers were. So you got to look at the, the, the news information people take in on the left and the right. But lots of people, if you had the information she has about COVID, you'd probably be uh, grabbing a mask too. She just has wrong information. Mm. So uh, the the most excellent uh, Kevin, who's been uh, researching stuff on COVID, uh, I have some stuff from him coming up later. He says Scott Gott is dead wrong on school uh, mandates and that sort of thing. We can cool. talk about that. Uh, but he also, in a previous email that I quoted, um, said that the FDA had approved uh, both thalidomide and fenfen, showing that they, uh, they, they make terrible mistakes sometimes. Uh, a correction here from Eric, most excellent Eric, who writes that, it, and this was a really interesting and heroic thing. There was one doctor at the FDA in the 60s, I guess it was, who refused um, to approve thalidomide, which ended up causing thousands of horrible birth defects in Europe and almost none here. Um, because the the company snuck some doses in here, essentially. So we never did approve thalidomide, and Fenfen was never approved to be used together. The diet industry was doing that off-label, and as soon as the heart problems uh, popped up, the FDA did the right thing and banned it. So um, I get the point that the government is ineffective and all, but those examples were uh, ill-considered, and I apologize for them and hereby retract them formally, according to the Geneva Convention. They've been stricken from the record. So the uh, at least the one vaccine got full FDA approval yesterday. So I don't know if that uh, calms any people down about the vaccine or not. You're going to come out anti-mandate. You've uh, taken a stance. We got something hilarious. Um, hot dogs take 35 minutes off your life and other foods that are killing you. All on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Do you think that the four feet of marble that holds you above high in this chamber will help you from the fate of humanity which you are unleashing? No! You know, totally works. It really does sound like that kind of music, which is not a genre I get, but it does sound like that kind of music. I don't understand. I mean, I know some of you like that sort of stuff. I just, and you wouldn't like stuff I like, but I just can't imagine going to a concert and listening to somebody do that for 90 minutes. My son is into so many weird subcategories of uh, subgenres of metal, and he'll send me a track and say, this is a great example, Dad, of sludge shoe core Viking <laughs> metal. Sludge crap. Viking. Yeah. yeah, I think I've heard that term before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we kind of have some breaking news that answers a question Joe asked a little bit ago. So the, it was announced that we uh, airlifted 11,000 people yesterday, which is the sort of thing only the U.S. military could pull off because uh, nobody else could get resources to a spot on the planet 
and then uh, start doing this in this amount of time. Even with the cluster F that it was, nobody could react to the cluster F the way we have. But anyway, Joe was asking, how many of those are are U.S. citizens? How many of those are just random, you know, who is it? Uh, in a press briefing that's going on right now, Biden officials said they cannot provide a precise number of U.S. citizens stuck in Afghanistan. So they don't know. And it might be impossible to know in the, in the mayhem that's going on. Um, Oh, well, is that just, another one of the Biden administration's false choices, though? I, I just said roughly how many, and they said, we can't give you an exact number. Well, is it like 4,000 uh, or 14,000? Right. We can't give you a precise number. You're right. That does sound like uh, you're, you're setting up. It doesn't have to be precise. Can you give me within 1,000? Right. It's like old Joe Biden with his, uh, would you change anything? Uh, no, because there was going to be chaos. No, that's a false choice. Come on. Well, uh, Obama's Secretary of Homeland Security, Jay Johnson, Jay, said yesterday yeah. he expects things to get worse before they get better. So there you go. More on that later. So on the topic of vaccines, vaccine mandates, uh, schools, that sort of thing, a handful of things uh, to share with you from some of our more sciencey listeners that I found fairly persuasive. If you ever want to drop us an email, go ahead, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Try to keep them as short as possible. Uh, we, we receive hundreds of them. So while your literary stylings may be entertaining to yourself and your friends, uh, I really I don't have time. New York uh, anyway. City. New York City announced yesterday, right after the approval came out, they, I didn't realize the approval of the drug was tied to these mandates, but it clearly was. So the, the FDA approved the drug, and then New York City announced immediately that everybody at the schools must get vaccinated or you're gonzo. Everybody that works there, every teacher, every custodian. So they're doing in New York City, same thing they did in Washington State. So let's uh, start there with schools. Uh, let's see. This is, I think, Kevin Yeah, uh, writing. Um, bah, 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 bah. Quick summary. We never routinely shut down schools due to flu. COVID is less dangerous than flu for kids. Healthy quarantine is needlessly damaging to kids. Masks are useless. Scott got, Scott got is wrong. Just run schools like we normally have in the past. Uh, as long as, as that is true, and the, you know, the scientific understanding of this sort of thing uh, changes pretty rapidly these days, which, by the way, makes it all the more ridiculous that your social media or whomever bans certain points of view when two weeks later the scientific community adopts that point of view just stop it you suck at censoring stop trying well i don't i don't understand or know and neither does anybody else how effective masks are my uh, son i think i forgot to ask him Uh, my one son is in his one in one school we have and i don't know if they wore masks or not yesterday my other son hit the school he's going to they are um but if 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 the delta is not more contagious than the flu it's got to be we don't have everybody getting the flu in a school every year that that doesn't happen no no uh more contagious or more damaging more contagious mm-hmm. yeah well my understanding but is the I'm, delta, just, I'm just talking one of the most contagious things ever I'm just talking about the spreadability and him saying that masks don't do any good. And uh, um, it's got to be way easier to catch than the flu because, you know, how many people have you known get actually get the flu every year? Not very many. No, no, it's pretty rare. 
Uh, let's see, moving along uh, from uh, Kelly, I guess. Uh, my current decision matrix for the COVID vaccine would be, oh, that's right, I just found out the Marine Corps, according to internal memos, is, uh, is, is thinking of mandating it for the entire Corps, and if you don't get the shot, it will be considered insubordination. You will lose benefits, you will lose pay, you will wow. uh, be scarred, because they actually do have a permanent record, unlike your elementary school. Um, <laughs> So they're going crazy, and, and those are young, strong men, uh, yeah. the vast majority of them. So uh, Kelly's current decision matrix for the COVID vaccine would be, uh, if you've had a confirmed COVID infection, don't vaccinate. It's all risk, no benefit. Otherwise, if you're older than 50, get vaccinated. The risk of COVID far and away exceeds any potential risk of the vaccine. If you're younger than 20, don't. The risks of COVID are less than the flu, so any benefit of the vaccine is so small we can't possibly know whether or not it's worth it without much more data. For example, by the CDC's own data, the risk of myocarditis side effects is greater than the risk of COVID in young men. Hmm. And if you're between 20 and 50 years old, case-by-case basis, uh, based on your health, the people around you, etc. Thank you for that contribution. I find it very reasonable. But it is absolutely what the one emailer said. We don't mandate flu shots. And we had a flu a couple of years ago, killed 60,000 people, and nobody even, that never even came up as a conversation. Most people didn't even know it was happening, let alone a conversation about mandatory flu vac uh, shots. Yeah, you only heard about it if you were in healthcare or a news freak like ourselves. Um, and this, uh, this is a note from uh, Joe Bob, who uh, I believe that is actually their name, Joe Bob. Hmm. hmm. Charming. Anyway, uh, this rests on the current belief that folks who are vaccinated who will not get sick, they will not develop the illness, they will not be hospitalized, they will not die because they are vaccinated, but they will still carry the virus for a certain amount of time. And it would appear, again, this is this stuff changes all the time. But as of right now, they think people like that are shedding as much virus as somebody unvaccinated who will get ill injured so anyway if that continues to be the belief then this makes sense now i will read it to you uh, the vaccine works if you choose to get it regardless of if others decide to or not according to cdc numbers you're more likely to get shot in chicago than a vaxxed covid death it's very effective you're 20 times more likely to die in a car crash than a vaxxed covid death you're 523 times more likely to die of heart disease than vaxxed covid all of this is regardless if other people get the jab or not the main point is that there's no case to be made that getting vaxxed is anything but self-serving and not in a bad way uh, which is fine but there's no justification to require others to get it because it works getting the vax is not a virtuous right of passage as so many lefties believe if you're vaxxed it helps you and probably no one else the variant argument doesn't work unless we shut down all international travel anyway owen too <laughs> yeah when the president spoke the other day and behind him standing like 30 feet away from any other human being there was kamala harris with her mask on and uh i think sullivan with his mask on, I thought, all right, I get it. You're, you're telling us all they're wearing masks. <laughs> Whatever. They're both vaccinated. They're in a giant room far away from each other. Whatever. Go ahead. Oh, speaking of the numbskull vice president, two two notes. First of all, uh, she is uh, coming to California to campaign for Gavin Newsom. <laughs> wow. wow. Thanks a lot. <laughs> yeah, he's got to be thinking, is this a voluntary thing? Uh... <laughs> Who's and, that, who will that inspire? I, I can't imagine. 
She had that big rally when she announced her presidential run in Oakland. Lots of cheering people. I don't know if they were, like, threatened with fines or herded at gunpoint or what. But it, it was really impressive at the time. Well, yeah, and everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. My, myself included, thought, wow, look at that. Well, that's before anybody knew who she was. Um, let's play 45 while we're talking about Kamala Harris, because this was her on a tarmac yesterday during her Asian trip while a pool of reporters, immediately when she got off the plane, obviously started asking her questions about Afghanistan. She's over on that side of the world, and, of course, they're going to ask her about Afghanistan. Weird nervous laugh thing. As I saw somebody tweet yesterday, how has she not trained that out of her by now? That you, you, you are one of those people, I think we've all known people, that giggle when they're embarrassed or uncomfortable or something. <laughs> um, and it's always a little weird. But she can't do that. It's, it's, it's too off-putting. So when people are screaming questions, there are reports that Americans are stranded in Afghanistan. (laughs) Slow down, everybody. (laughs) And she's just, I think it's an involuntary. She's probably done it her whole life. She probably did it the first time Willie Brown put a move on her. You know, she just giggles when she doesn't know what else to do. But she's got to stop that reaction because it's just, she sure, I thought yesterday, what if she was president and did that? I mean, you cannot... Be giggling when somebody's shouting a question at you when we're all watching people get beaten and shot and trampled and fall off of planes and they're asking you about it. You can't go. (laughs) It's it's just weird. Yeah, well, they got to train that out of her or send her down to Gitmo and have Dick Cheney uh, engage in a little uh, negative reinforcement training or something like that. I mean, she's got to stop. Well, that'd be an odd maneuver. Um, Some (laughs) sort of vice president creatively here. (laughs) <laughs> do vice do former vice presidents discipline current vice presidents i don't know i've never read the constitution but come on now so oh God, she's they, one heartbeat away from the presidency and and judging by joe's appearance these days that is a, a fairly feeble heartbeat well his heart might be healthy as can be but his brain ain't so healthy nope. um which is you know the way the whole aging thing seems to work one of the two usually not both um so they put out a list yesterday of foods that take minutes from your life and foods that add minutes to your life. For instance, we mentioned a hot dog takes 35 minutes off your life. Every hot dog you eat, um, which is disappointing. Joy Chestnut's going to live to be 42, um, obviously. Um, but I, I love this comment uh, via email. That means every time I eat a hot dog, I feel 35 minutes younger. <laughs> 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 um, I am going to, we can run through the list of some of the things that you should and shouldn't eat. And I'm going to ignore them. I'm sure you are too, but it's just kind of funny to know how many minutes off of your life. I've got the perfect answer though. Eat a hot dog followed by a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You're at a perfect wash. So stay yes. tuned for that. Armstrong and Getty. The Secretary of State pushed back on the idea that the embassy was closed at all. 
So if no American is in the embassy, we've essentially closed the embassy. It sounds like you don't want to say no, that. No, we're going to have a yeah. We're going to have a we're going to have our core diplomatic presence. We will. Uh, and, and in effect, an embassy at uh, a location at the airport. Wow, that is a rough sentence because we'll have in effect an embassy is already pretty alarming. Then you finish it off with at a location at the airport, perhaps the darkest qualifier in the English language. Because, to state the obvious here, an embassy does not belong in an airport because it's not a <laughs> Wolfgang Puck restaurant. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. That was so funny. John Oliver from his show on HBO where he says, wow, that is a rough sentence. <laughs> that is dryly hilarious right there. <laughs> oh, and on a similar topic, uh, the, the crew, the cabal of halfwits who are defending the president and his policies, uh, some cracks are starting to show as they are forced to go out in front of the cameras and defend the indefensible every single day. Uh, Jen Psaki showing uh, signs of losing her shizzle nizzle coming up in hour two. Stay with us, won't you? Yep. So that's next hour. This hour, how you're going to die from what you eat. So a new study just came out from the University of Michigan. I've seen the headline everywhere. It took me a long time to find any story that linked to the actual study so that I could go to the University of Michigan study, which is like all university studies, like 5,000 pages long. Um, uh, They looked at thousands of foods and determined whether or not they add minutes to your life or subtract minutes to your life and how many. And the big headline out of it is that a hot dog takes 36 minutes off of your life, a hot dog. And uh, I saw a headline from one publication is a new headline from Michigan study. Everybody is saying the same thing. What about Joey Chestnut? So it's funny. Everybody had the same reaction about the hot dog. Joey Chestnut's got to be in real trouble then. Yeah, so they claim a hot dog shaves 36 minutes off your life every time you eat a hot dog. Whereas eating a serving of nuts could add 26 minutes to your life. Uh, one 85-gram serving of chicken wings. Boy, that sounds good. An 85-gram serving of chicken wings um, will take 3.3 minutes off of your life. But there are other things that will add to it. You can end up with a wash if you eat a hot dog followed by a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You've taken about a half hour off your life. You've added about a half hour to your life. You're right even. So and then, wow, that's so, interesting. PB and J is that good, huh? And as far as I'm concerned, that would be a delicious meal, and I would do it hey, in that order. I got a question for the scientist. Do I get to choose which minutes? I mean, if I could lose like 35 minutes from being at the DMV, I'd take that bargain. If it's like 35 yeah, minutes yeah. of having sex, then no. No, I, yeah, I can think of many half-hour periods over the last couple of months of my life that I'd be happy to give up. Uh, I would chug down hot dogs to do that. Um, so I've got the whole list here, and the, the chart from the University of Michigan is crazy long. Uh, the worst thing, the only thing that's above hot dogs in terms of being bad is uh, sugary drinks, which I don't think is surprising to anybody. Uh, sugar drinks are just awful for you, and, man, I try to keep my kids away from them and... Uh, there ain't nothing good there. Um, hold on, my phone is being funky. That was one of the worst the habits I developed as a youth. I was off caddying yep. at the local golf club, and I'd get thirsty, and I'd swig down two root beers instead of water. And habit is the key word here, so I'm, I'm like I'm trying to keep my kids from developing that habit. But man, God, young people—it's all the energy drinks, which are every bit as bad as uh, drinking a you know a cola because it's the same thing. Plus, uh, you know, way more caffeine than you need. Um, sugar, uh, sugar drinks, they take a good half hour off your life also. But so looking at other things, egg breakfast sandwiches, burgers, you eat a burger that takes about eight minutes off your life. Yeah, fair um, enough. 
Pizza takes about five minutes off your life, a slice of pizza. I'll make that trade. I accept that. Yep. I say that now, but, well, you're going to notice the minutes when you're uh, you're on your DB, right? And uh, you're probably not having the best time of your life on your DB, your deathbed. Um, so you're thinking, eh, you know, so if I die at 8.30 tonight instead of 8.35, I'm glad I had that hamburger when I was 26. So I plan to go uh, at gunpoint a jealous husband. Uh, so if if I <laughs> refrain from eating a hot dog, he'll show up 36 minutes later. Is that how this works? <laughs> Hilarious. Um, so things that are kind of like right in the middle, you don't gain or lose. Cheese, milk, dairy drinks, yogurt, condiments, and sauces. Boy, I like to chug a condiment. Um, stuff like that doesn't really do anything. Then you get into the desserts. You're starting to take you're starting to take hours off of your life uh, and and half hours off of your life. What is or add to? What is the best thing you can eat? Oh yeah, fruits. Oh, shut up with the fruits already. I get it. Yeah, I should eat more fruit. I actually eat plenty of fruit. What I don't eat is vegetables. But um, so are I they saying like fruits are, are better than vegetables in terms of uh, adding time to your life? Yeah, absolutely on this chart. Not even close. Huh. Fruits are by far the best in terms of adding. I'll bet. Yeah, because you're not you're not adding any calories really, and uh, and it's all healthy stuff. So it's adding time. Yeah, it's to your life. sugar, but it's natural sugar. Because yeah, like I don't keto, your paleo, whatever they they don't want you eating. Maybe on paleo you get to eat fruit. But I don't buy that idea that an apple sugar is the same as a candy bar sugar. I know a lot of people do, but I don't buy it at all. There's just no way that's true. And they'll discover that someday and announce it. But I'm not going to live in that reality. Um, but vegetables is right behind fruits in terms of adding to your life. Now, let's go back to things that take off of our life. That's more fun, isn't it? Um, so so hot our lead was the hot dog hurts you. Stephen writes, what about a bratwurst? I loves me a good bratwurst. But Stephen, we don't need to help, all right? We know the basic sausages. <laughs> Um, soups. I've always known soups were the death knell. Take about five minutes off your life as soon as you eat soup. Macaroni and cheese? Why don't you just, you know, dive out an open window of a tall building if you're eating macaroni and cheese? But again, the headliner is hot dog. Each hot dog takes 36 minutes off your life.